Well, we've been talking, so you know who this is. It's, it's none other than Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it Dubai. Coming to you from the Rofe Hotel downtown Dubai's epic podcast studio. It's the podcast everyone waits for, the podcast people put the kettle on for, the podcast that you plan your week around. It's the We Will Fix It show. And here we go. <laughs> that is a heck of an entrance. And I was wondering whether you were going to throw in a here we go, because I've been listening to loads here of the podcasts go. while I've been away. And um, you, know, you so normally they, start with, with here, here we, we go, go. <laughs> and then give the spiel, whereas that was the very last bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, got, I, I loved it. i got to keep you on with that. It's, 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 you know, you kind of get into that flow, right? That, that is your line, though, it, it you is. know? And I think it needs to be like the here UFC announcement. Yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, that needs to be okay. yours. I'm gonna here we go. Here, here we go. <laughs> Actually, wasn't that a line from? It wasn't Daft Punk, was it? What was the line? That, uh, there was a song. Um, oh, Chemical Brothers. That's it. Which is that's the one of the big lines. Here we go, and then it, 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 off it goes. It's brilliant. And I guess it's like some of those rappers, right? It's like uh, Jay Sean and all these guys who, when they they start going, they the one guy says his name all the time. I can't remember which guy. Oh, I know, DJ Khaled. Yeah. DJ Khaled in the yeah. house. It's, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. Here we I go. I prefer here we go. <laughs> yes. And then then I, I I always like to finish. I've, I've stolen a finish. I've, I've I've acquired it. I've borrowed it. And it's from one of my favorite storytellers. Uh, he's, he passed away a couple years ago, Stuart McLean. Oh, and okay. Stuart McLean used to do this wonderful show. Uh, you know what? I'm going to send you a, a clip because Dude. they always had stories. So it, it was it was kind of a, an afternoon, hour and a half, two hour variety show, a little bit of music, a little talk, and it always had a story. But the story was with these characters that were ongoing. Oh, okay. And and oh, so it's a story, story, not a true story. No, they're oh, interesting. And it was always the story of how this and, and the story kind of starts in the beginning with the family and they get introduced and the family you know, continues to grow and it's always the husband and the wife and their interactions and their friends and and the the lead the lead in it he he owns the world's smallest record store and and well, his, one record well, you know it's just a small place and and we got the Beatles there's the guy at the corner and they've got a dog and they've got two kids and his wife Morley and it's just the way he tells the story and the things that are going on, you're laughing, you're crying, and you can't wait for the next week's oh, wow. version. And and he always finished off his podcast, off his show, and then he went into podcasting and, and was putting those, but he always finished off his show, So Long For Now. That's and so nice. I've, I've acquired it because you know what? I kind of like Stuart McLean's So Long For Now. It's not goodbye, it's not see you later, it's So Long For Now. Did you ever used to watch Midnight Caller? No. Which was Good Night America, wherever you are. Oh, yes, yes. I did watch I it. I love that as an ending. Yeah. Gary Cole. Gary Cole, yeah, yeah I think that's right. Gary Cole, yeah. 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 Loved that one back in the day. Oh, man. He should have been a podcaster. I think so. Yeah. I, it's it's funny because I, we've been talking a lot about podcasting lately, and I had Farah on. Yes. And she was talking about, you know, Yamane, which is this whole. Um, system that she set up for menopause mm. and, and it was it's what a, what a great show because she was talking about so basically she's into philanthropy yeah and she said you know philanthropy everyone can be doing philanthropy you don't have to be you know just financially over the top anyone can be a philanthropist and she said fortunately she's very lucky that she's been very successful in her life so yes. she can fund doing all these things because my first thing to her was okay you're doing this you're doing that how do you fund this she goes I've been lucky it's like, okay. <laughs> See, that is a, a, a fascinating one. Um, again, the last question that's asked on the uh, how I built this podcast, which again, I absolutely adore, listen to every, uh, every single episode of that. He says, um, so what percentage would you attribute to luck and what percentage would you attribute to hard work? Which is just the best, most yeah. difficult question yeah. for somebody who's been through hell and come back the other side. Yeah. But somebody I think who attributes it to luck is um, not really giving themselves <laughs> enough due for what's happened. Yes, luck's always involved. Yeah. Um, but there was a heck of a lot of hard well, work that hard came work, along the way. Yeah, hard work to get to where you're going and you put it in and, and yeah. hey, it, it all worked out and you stuck through it and, mm. and it works. But uh, so we were talking about podcasts. Yes. And, and this whole idea, much like we're doing, that there's just this opportunity to share, this opportunity to have a conversation, this opportunity to learn a little bit. Podcasting's great. I couldn't agree more. I've really missed it, James. I mentioned it off air. <laughs> I did say that. I mentioned it off air, but no, I really have. And actually, for me, to kind of feel as though I was still a part of it, 
and we'll explain what I've been away later on, but um, to feel a part of it, I've gone through a whole bunch of the other podcasts. Obviously, I, I went all the way through Glenn's because I'm a car nut anyway, as you well yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then a few, a few of the others are roundabout as well. And it, it was lovely. I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. And I'm doing a longer dog walk now, so I can Ooh. get a whole episode in oh. in the time while, whilst I'm that's walking. Good, that's a good walk. Time. That's yeah. a good walk. Yeah, it is. It's um, about 9,000 9, stepper. Okay. Um, which is, uh, you know, all part of the uh, the regime these days. Hit your 40s and you have to do it. Oh, you? man. I got this new one that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. It's uh, a whole... So two things, actually. I've... I've over, over the years, I've been interacting with a woman named Zareen. I don't know if you've heard of Zareen. She's a, a gonging at sound therapist here in, the, in Dubai. Crikey. And it, she does sound meditation. And Ooh. I got to say, the first time I ever did it, I kind of went, yeah, this is like, yeah, really? And I thought, okay, I'm going to go do it. And you walk into this room, and for, you know, mostly women. So first off, no surprise, that, really. that, you know, it's, it's like, okay, this is a bit gonna, more open-minded, I guess. I think so. <laughs> and, and Zareen is just this, this, this infectious, relaxed, confident person who, from the moment you see her, you feel like, okay, you, you, I know one of those. She's a customer of mine. Nargis, the lady who I've okay, talked yeah. to numerous times, the uh, the owner of the osteopathic, osteopathic health clinic. She's exactly like that, ah. and just has this aura of yeah. calm and warmth. It's wonderful, isn't it? And so then you you get into the room, and she's got Tibetan chimes. She's got sound sticks. She's got a gong. You know, yeah. several gongs. And she she gets you know you lie down you cover your eyes and she, you know, the lights go down and she says okay I just want you to start relaxing and she's talking to you and then she starts with these sounds and they they literally wash over you and as you relax more it's amazing because you start feeling things and I mean I I, I remember the last one I did I'm lying there and it's black I've got my eyes covered there's no light mm-hmm. and at one point it's like bright in my eyes as she's you know getting these vibrations happening. The, as this is washing is, it, is any of it voice or is it all no, from all, created with all, instruments of different all, times all with kinds. with chimes Ooh, and wow. gonging and Tibetan bowls yeah. and and um, crystal bowls and sound sticks and oh, it's 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 incredible so incredible that after five years of, of running into her and going to these things and, and leaving going oh, that I'm actually thinking about taking some sound therapy uh, training to but you know that would be that would be fascinating as a podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. Because to be able to do that at home in where, whenever you're in the middle of a crazy crazy day, yeah, would be quite something, wouldn't it? Just I, put I so. put on a um, an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I, it's something about being. I mean, you can you can go online, and you can listen to these people, and you can you can go through these things. But there's something about being in that room with the the sound waves coming through at you yes. and it's, it's just phenomenal so we'll see we'll see how it goes it's, it's like everything that we talk about and everything we do here how much time do you have yeah. <laughs> and, and what are you willing to postpone or move around to make time for this new thing and so the other thing I was talking about was stretching and yeah. as you said walking and, and you know I, my, my dog likes to walk as well but he prefers to run so we used to have one of those <laughs> Bailey was the same oh, and, and you know the thing is he's so conditioned like your Bailey was mm. that he needs his morning run he knows yeah. he's getting that but he wants an afternoon one too yes and he, you know at about 4.30 he's, he's up at you and he's looking he's like where are we, are we not he says I'll walk yeah. after you take me for a run because he awesome. wants to be moving yeah and we have the opposite extreme now Rolo just has <laughs> no interest in a walk whatsoever really so I have to drag him out morning and night he gets really? dragged after he's, he's fine out. once he's out yeah. but he just the idea of it the thoughts of it he hides under the table. <laughs> he'll now, we're, we're, he's, he's now just, just about two. Yeah. And he'll now, if I call him, yeah. he will give me the look uh-huh. and then he will slowly walk a maximum six paces, always six paces, <laughs> to, uh, to get a lead on. But that is it. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's, that's hilarious. It's like he's got the entire vibe of our family worked out already. <laughs> The absolute minimum. <laughs> so, look, you guys have moved the We Will Fix It Essential oh, Maintenance shop. Yeah. I wanted to follow up on the shed and yes. your father-in-law. Yeah. What's going on with the tiles at home? Any new fasteners? Uh, what else did I have on this list? Oh, I ran into something cool that I hadn't done ever. I have wooden cutting boards and things. Yes. And I was looking at them the other day, and I clean them, and I do things, and I said, you know, huh. So I went online, and I realized... 
you, you need to oil these things. Yeah. And, and so then I, I went through the whole rigmarole of looking and say, well, you know, you can do this. Yeah. And I actually came across a product, bought it, and I've started using it. Food grade mineral oil, please tell me. It is food grade mineral oil. Okay. But from a company that they've added one other thing to it. It's all food grade. It's, a, it's by Watco, W-A-T-C-O. And so they have a butcher block oil system. And it seems to me there's something else in. Kana Uber oil, uh, no, Kana Uber wax. Could it be that? Current, 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 and you know, is I that, think they're, they're, it's, it's, how, so it's. Do you know how to pronounce that? Karabunga. See, this Karabung, is Karabung, Karabunga wax or something. Karabunga. That was from the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles, wasn't it? It's something like See, that. See, back in the day, that stuff used to be in Excalibur car polish that when I was 13, I used to use, and it was incredible. Then, bizarrely, it was made by Turtle Wax. I then moved to Turtle Wax, and they stopped producing it within a month of me arriving. And it's quite possibly the best wax I had ever found with Karna Uber wax in Car- it. Carumba. No, it's not Carumba. Yeah, yeah. C-A-R-N-A-U-B-A. Carumba. I know, but then <laughs> from my side, it, it, again, this is food grade, yeah. but then the idea of putting a wax onto something where I'm cutting sounds insane. Apparently, this is, this, is, this is one of the options that's there. Now, it turns out that mineral oil is just basically, it can also be called white paraffin oil, and, um, but it must always be food grade. Okay. There are non-food grade yeah. versions that are available. So I, I've been using the Watco Butcher Block food grade oil It'll be stuff. mineral oil, you yeah. can guarantee it. And um, but then the, the additional bit to that is, um, so what the mineral oil actually does is two things. First of all, because it hydrates the wood itself, it stops it from, uh, from breaking down and drying out, yeah. which actually has the effect of when you are, um, it's, uh, you're scoring it, as right. you naturally would do, it minimizes the effect yeah, of that, yeah. which is genius, without I, a doubt. And I, I, so using the mineral, a food grade, food grade yes. is the key, yeah. but using it so easy to apply, put yes. it on, let it dry, and away you go. Yeah, and then the other the other side to this is again, obviously, it becomes waterproof. Yes. So, which is, is a no brainer. You don't really think yeah. about it. Yeah. But the big issue is whatever you left on that block, and um, when you come round again, may yeah. not have fully washed off, even if you're giving it a wipe anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, you've got to be a little bit careful with that. Interestingly enough, the research that I was looking at was what do you do if your block has got some kind of remnants on it? Right. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Well, most people shove it in a dishwasher. Yeah, it's don't the do that. worst thing you can possibly do. do. Yeah. But they say just half a lemon is the best way of doing oh, it. Oh, you know what I saw? I actually saw someone doing this. Uh, coarse salt. Yep. Half a lemon, coarse salt. So they put the salt on, yep. put the lemon, and they rubbed it all through cleans the thing beautifully. The other one, which is apparently excellent, is that anything you can't use baking soda for. Apparently oh, that is better oh. than salt. So so oh. I've read up. Okay. So those are the kind of the roots on that one. But then if but you- make sure you're using food grade products. Has this to is be. The thing. Don't, so don't be, get your teak be. oil or something. Well, this is the thing. I mean, literally <laughs> on this one, they're suggesting that use with caution. I'm like- well, Anything that says use with caution, use I'm not with using. Caution. Exactly, it's insane. <laughs> well, the stuff they've come up with is tongue oil and linseed oil. No, no. Walnut oil. Well, no, there's all sorts of issues with each of these. Bleach? You must be kidding me. And that's not under the not recommended list. Where's this link? What's, which link are you on here? I'm on cuttingboard.com. <laughs> cuttingboard.com. Now, if there's one place you'd hope they knew what they're on about. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Right. So what they haven't recommended is vegetable oil. Well, yeah, yeah things will stick to it. Well, and, and you know the big problem with vegetable oil, uh, olive oil, olive oil is always the, the save all, right? Everyone says, I'm going to yeah, use yeah. olive oil. But you can start to get smell. Yes, true. And same with coconut oil. There's some folks are recommending coconut oil, which is fine. And yes, you're oiling the surface, but you can start to get some smell from that. And yeah, but the... one of the recommended is walnut oil. Well, if you imagine you've got somebody with allergies, as we <laughs> oh, obviously have in our house. Can you imagine? House, I know, but it's just that, that level of thought that's required when you're, you're doing something like this. Well, I, as I was reading about all this, and once I started, so the reason actually we started this whole, down this whole journey of oiling boards is we, we thought, you know what, it's nice if once in a while if you have a steak, instead of having it on a plate, let's have it on a board. Nice. Yeah. And so I was reading actually about some folks who were saying they actually don't season the steak, they season the board. 
Uh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I said, well, that's really interesting. And in that process, I went, yeah, I'm going to keep doing my steak seasoning the way I season it. But if I have the boards, and we, we got a few, and they weren't finished, so which was kind of cool. Mm. But it suddenly meant, okay, if I'm going to be putting a piece of meat on there, and there's going to be juice, and it's going to get absorbed, I got to treat the wood. And that's where using the butcher block cutting board oil came into play. So if you were, if the idea is that you season the board and not the yeah. meat, then you would surely need to rest the meat <laughs> on the board, yeah. at which point you've got blood everywhere, haven't Can you, you imagine? if you're cooking it, right? Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got so you. That's the idea. So it brings out the, the spice and the flavor that you've, that you've got on your yeah. board. So okay. No, I can, I can, so, I mean, I, can I, feel I get that. the idea. I get it. I don't... But again, if you've sealed it, which yeah. you are supposed to do, then how much of that are you going to yeah. get? Rather than paraffin oil, which is basically what we're dealing with. <laughs> what about the bees? I mean, a lot of folks are suggesting beeswax, too. Oh, right, okay. Beeswax. As a very definition of beeswax, it's used in candles and this kind of yeah. thing, right? So low melting point. You then stick a hot steak on it. What's going to happen? Here, you taste like honey. What's your prevalent flavour? Can you taste paraffin or can you taste beeswax with our steak? Yeah. No, no, no. absolutely and utterly not. Don't go past the first option, okay, which is mineral oil. What about going, and get, going to Ace and getting a nice spray can of Verathane that you just spray over and get a glossy finish? What do you think of that? You know what I think of that. I think that's <laughs> utterly insane. So again, you know people varnish, are doing it though. Yes, I know. But again, varnish is is yes, it's a sealant, but it's something that you should be using on a, a for its due purpose, which yeah. is either exterior or interior. But it's there to uh, as a visual more than yeah. something that works as a contact. So and well, unless it's water, that's a whole different story. So no, absolutely not. Do not pass go unless you're using <laughs> mineral oil. It's simple. There's nothing so, else to be used. You're, you're lemon. Lemon, lemon <laughs> cut in half if you need to clean it first, yeah. then mineral oil. Yeah. Don't mess about, just do that. I guess it's always, I wonder what Jamie Oliver's doing. Who cares what that <laughs> motley ferret is doing? You know? So, so Seriously. I, was, I was watching him the other day, just for a minute, and, and I'm watching him using some cutting board thing, and I'm just thinking, never in my house would I cook like that, because yeah. who's cleaning up after you? And it's Well, he's got about 12 people cleaning clearly up after Clearly, because yeah. this those, like, whole counter is destroyed. And I thought, oh, this looks kind yeah. of fun. I, I, you know, look, I love Jamie Oliver, but he, one day he did these toasties with shrimp. And I was watching, I'm going, okay, that's really cool. He's going, my family loves them and this and that. And, and it, as near as I could figure, it was raw shrimp that he really cut up. And then he put it on top of the toast and then he cooked it. But I, did, I never saw him turn the shrimp things over. So I'm thinking, hold on, are those shrimps raw? <laughs> it's like, I, to this day, I wake up with a nightmare going, I hope no one got sick from that. Mm. Hope no one's getting sick from that. I really don't, unless they were cooked, but they didn't look cooked. So... I don't know. I don't know how they cooked on that toast that way. Bit of an odd one. He, I think he's a bit hit and miss, actually, because, you know, really all of the stuff he did with schools, that was incredible yeah. and ridiculously hard work. I can, yeah. I can only imagine as a parent how difficult that was. But then you, you look his at... His kids are really young, too, so then you think that, you know, doing stuff in schools yeah. and that he wasn't home for a lot of this or brought his family with him. I mean, it yeah. must have been really crazy. Exactly, and that was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely, utterly amazing. But he does like to get on the bandwagon with things as well. And yeah. sometimes I wonder, okay, well, how involved really were you and it's quite clearly that a lot of this is PR. So yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a bit hit and miss in my view. Yeah. I, I you know look I like the guy I like I like the concept of what he does. I wasn't so fan of a big fan of his restaurants here. <laughs> oh, I, I did go, but I me too. I, I, I went once and then I thought ah. Oh, Do you know it's a bit of a sign of, of things haven't quite gone right. <laughs> where not only does the restaurant close down, remember Festival City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only does the restaurant close down, they knock the whole building down. <laughs> <laughs> Not his fault. Well, I don't know. I think he, he precipitated that one. But you know the time when I absolutely lost it with his restaurant? Oh, I'm pointing now. This is how I Yeah, yeah you're pointing. You see that? Whiz. Don't, don't point. They charged me for bread. Oh, at no. That point, at that no. point, I was done. No. Literally, I almost marched off. If it hadn't been for the fact that Dylan, Dylan was at that point, must have been about six or eight months, oh, no. was actually sat quietly. We were just over the moon. He was quiet. I would have marched. I was just could not believe they charge me for bread. Yeah, no, that's... What? Yeah. Unbelievable. No. Anyway, let's Side, side track, on. since you brought up six-month-old child... Yes, uh, long time had, ago. Had Jenna... Yeah, a long time ago. Had, Jenna's been in with her fresh baby. With, Crikey! And she's been in doing shows with the baby in here. Quietest... Her, her, her little daughter, Neve, quietest baby I've ever seen. She said, no, 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 she's really loud. And I'm going... 
Never seen it. Wow. I mean, you've sat here multiple times in front of me with this baby sleeping. She fed the baby the other day. The baby looked at her, wah, wah, gave us some food. Baby's quiet as anything. They leave. Baby's quiet as anything. She's telling me, oh, no, this baby's allowed. I'm going, oh, yeah. when? <laughs> when? Maybe she's a natural-born podcaster. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. This, That's pretty this, cool. Yeah. 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 She's got some crazy stuff she wants to do too. She's got a whole online video healthcare show for kids that she's working on. Wow. Oh yeah, she's insane. She's Fascinating. It's, it's insane in a great way. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That when you kind of free yourself of whatever is the main thing that you're doing, yeah. And it gives you the, such opportunity to do other things, well, yeah. which is great. And that's a that's a Gary Veeism, and it's a, and it's a, mm. it's a colonism as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because yeah, busy. people don't realize. You, you kind of look and say, oh, yeah, I really love cooking, or oh, I really love cake decoration, or I really love woodworking and refinishing. And people don't realize how, how actually it's very possible to turn that into a profit-making venture. Hey, it's going to be work. It's going to take time. Yeah. But it, it, it's very possible to do those things, especially if other people don't want to do it. Yes. I mean, for me, it's, it's the, the chance of a bit of creativity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I always have projects that are prototyping, and um, I have action probably two out of the okay. last hundred. Okay. And um, there's another one that's close-ish at the moment, which we'll be working on, uh, well, actually I'll be doing the initial, uh, initial early research is done. Yeah. But um, there's a lot more to do on that one. And it's it's fascinating. I really yeah. enjoy that so on, early on a, embryonic stage. On a personal note, you and I have been talking about this thing that, that Ooh, I want to do. Yeah. Would you believe, in the process of us talking about this, someone else has reached out to me. Oh, brilliant. And I don't understand, how, you know, so I was very skeptical, and I'm still skeptical. Why is this person even talking to me because they're, they're, it's really just kind of like a mentoring activity but it's only been online I've never met the person and it came through Instagram and I, I honestly I'm not quite sure if there isn't some what the hook is at the end of all this okay. but anyway it's all about the same thing we've been talking about and Ooh. which and every time I'm, I'm sending a few words and the person's pretty not aggressive but if you don't respond after a couple of days hey what's going on it's like, <laughs> okay yeah well and we got, got to the point. I said, "So what's stopping you?" And all I said was, "Yeah, I really do need to sit down with Colin over mm. a socially distanced coffee and just figure out this niche and just define the niche very clearly because it's not a in, in talking about you know say if you're going to do woodworking or something say okay I want to finish everything. Do you want to finish everything or do you want to be a cutting board person? Yes. Or do you want to you know do you want to be a tailor or do you want to make?" James shirts, right? And yeah. and so focusing in on, okay, what is it you're gonna do? What is it gonna cost you? What is the time? How are you gonna promote it? How are you gonna, and and we already had several of these discussions and I just never pulled the trigger. So it was, for me, it's exactly that point, which okay. is focus on the bits that you're really good at yeah. and then try and avoid as much of the rest. Okay. You know, so day to day, I am not actually all that good in our office. But when you're self-employed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah. say that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Where I can't be beaten is when it all all goes badly wrong. At right. that point, I'm, I'm, Dan always says that I'm the war general. And it is, it's exactly that, which is day to day, I get a bit bored to be brutally honest, and um, I'm not really that great. When we've got something like a project, like it's time to move, then I come into my own. And um, at that point, and this is what you have to realize about yourself, which is which bits are you really, really solid at, and make sure you have a team around you to complement that and to do all those things that actually are not your forte. There we go. Now, obviously, scale comes with that. And actually, that's really good in your own development, which is when you are working on these embryonic ideas and it's only you, it's really good to try and develop those areas that you are not quite so great at. And for me, that is where a lot of my enjoyment comes from, those early yeah. stages of the, the concept development and being honest with yourself. Right. Honesty is so, the big one. Yeah. Saying, okay... You know, and, and I'm, I'm brutally honest with the stuff I'm not good at. I know exactly yeah. what that is. I mean, I've dealt, you know, one of them is is just pricing of things. Yep, and, exactly. And someone will say, well, what's your what's your fee? And I say, yeah, that's not my area, man. I, I can know. do that. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> okay. But the, the point for me is what, what I always do is I'll take it right the way through that concept development. And out of 100 ideas that I've taken through concepts, I would say probably maximum 10 get beyond that level really? at that point they go to Dan as a sounding board and yeah. Dan then goes to half of those so I'm down to 5 out of 100 half of them he goes don't be so stupid you know? and <laughs> yeah. he's really callous yeah yeah, yeah yeah I like anyway, that anyway we get down to those 5 
And then at that point, it goes to Kim, who is our uh, uh-huh. consultant in, okay. um, in Canada, um, for basically a financial analysis. So at that point, normally, she will pull at least half, if not more, and say, look, boys, guess what? We have one that we we both absolutely adored, Dan and I. And um, we'd spent, oh, three months of real wow. consolidated, heavy time on this. And she said, you know what? After two years, you make 50,000 dirhams. And we're like... Really? We were at millions. And she's like, that assumes you hit every single target that you've put in for yourself. Yeah. And those were a bit of a stretch, boys, weren't they? And we're like, yeah, yeah. they were. There and we she's like, look, no. No. This is this is this is minuscule margin if you're able to do it, right. and that is key. Yeah. So you then get to the stage of all oh, right, okay, well that's not going to be um, that's yeah. not going to be a goer. And this is what so many businesses, when they're starting out, don't do. Oh, right. I've got this idea, I'll run with it, I'll put the money in, we'll work it out as we go yeah. along. Absolutely not, doesn't work. No, but no. again, for your idea, exactly the same way. Just yeah. needs a bit of planning, and but it is so in your wheelhouse yep. that I'm sure that with just a little bit of tweaking around the edges, you'd end up with something that's magic. It was, it was interesting, actually. Um, I was doing some reading yesterday because I, the, when, you, when you start talking about, you know, in, in the case of podcasting, yeah. the big issue with podcasting is numbers. Of course. What are your numbers? And, and we were talking about some YouTube numbers earlier yeah, that are great. Pretty, pretty great. Well, it was interesting because one of the things you look at with online marketing, and you know all this, is, is what what kind of traction are you getting? How long are people looking at it? You know, can you are your numbers from your website are they authentic? And there's there's tools that you use to do that. Yep. But you don't have those tools when you're doing podcasting. Yes. But there's other little bits, and so it's understanding what those numbers mean that become very interesting. But marketers are really stuck on some of the older ways and some Absolutely. of the newer ways with technology. So you know, if you click on a website, one pixel has got a counter on it that that registers in your system, but you can't do that with a podcast because it's going through a third party system where you can't put the podcast. So then exactly. you're getting different kind of data. Mm. So it's interesting. It is. But then if you imagine, if you imagine as a content creator, you are a very different skill set to somebody who is actually yeah. amplifying that content through right. marketing. So therefore, if you focused on, on whichever bit it was that you're comfortable with, you will find a market elsewhere of people who are capable of doing that other element um, for you. That's, that's so, my weakness. I need, yeah, well, that's, I need the amplification. Yeah, which is something that is very, very easy to do with um, um, in various different ways. Right. We'll talk well, about We're going to talk about that. Yes. So you alluded to it not so long ago that a, we haven't actually sat down in quite a while. No. And in the time that since we've sat down, the entire operation of We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance has moved from the Essential Maintenance We Will Fix It Towers and Alcoz to a brand new bespoke facility yes. that you've renovated and, and literally moved an entire call center with only minor hiccups. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was following them for a couple mm. of weeks on Instagram yeah. where uh, I went, oh, I bet there's you there's some, some classics. <laughs> there were some classics. No, actually, bizarrely, very little of our doing. So uh, we've been looking. I think I mentioned uh, before years. that we've been, we've been looking. We got to the stage. We where, were still on the radio when you were looking. Yes, it probably was. Well, we've been tour had a place. Eight years, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've been there uh, eight years, and really after five, it got to the stage where we knocked down every wall yeah. and um, the next employee we worked out would have to sit between the men's and the women's <laughs> toilets oh, which was just ridiculous yeah. so we three years ago we looked at the uh, at an option with our hub tour as you mentioned and they just didn't want to play ball on, yeah. on a ridiculous space I mean it's nuts and it's interestingly enough a still minute empty. away from where we are Is now it still empty? and still empty <sighs> yes so, um, so you know, that, that's their choice. They're yeah. the landlord. Yeah. They, they have a, um, you know, if they want to use it to store three cars in this enormous <laughs> space, totally down <laughs> so, to that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for us, um, what we really got to was probably now about eight months ago, we got to the stage of this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. So when we needed a step change as a business, and Dan and I, with, uh, we, we looked in different directions about um, do we go for something similar but bigger, right. or do we actually take a, a very radical step change in terms of the layout and how we operate? And what we found was we walked around our warehouse, and I was looking at things going, that's been here for four years, five years. 
Oh, that's something that I got and was originally in 2008 in my bedroom. Oh, no. When I originally had got, I had a very large bedroom at the time, and I literally <laughs> set up three teams worth of gear okay. in my bedroom, yeah. and there were some of the items that were still there, and I was like, this is just nuts. And when we really They were still sitting it, around in your warehouse, covered they in plastic. They were still in the warehouse, yeah. Okay. Bits that, uh, because if you imagine at that stage, we weren't operational, so we were working in a very idealist environment as to yeah. what we'd actually need. Yeah, yeah. But it had never been thrown out. <laughs> So then Dan and I basically said, you know, this it's interesting with the lockdown that, that everything had changed for us, where we became almost like a just-in-time operation, yeah. where instead of having people coming back to the warehouse to pick up parts, instead we delivered to them. Right. But that actually worked really well okay. in the end. It yeah. meant more people, more vans to be able to do all of that. Yeah. But it meant that we were really um, Then your, team, your teams are very close to where they're going to work. You can exactly. have the quadrant. Yeah, yeah. So we do it in oh, two different yeah. ways now, which is we have the morning briefings where we have three drivers that go to three um, uh, meetup points with all the parts of the different teams of that day that we know about at that stage. And then we have literally constant drop and go. So pick up, drop, pick up, drop that happens throughout the day as well. And what that means is you're almost redundant in terms of that warehouse space. Yeah. So we were sat there looking at this, this warehouse going, we don't need to do this anymore. And we looked at the various larger warehouses, and the larger warehouses all had the same problem, which is rubbish office space. Right. And these days, that's where our team really is growing in yeah. terms of requirement within the warehouse. Your marketing, so your call centers, a, well, your training space. Yeah, we were a team of 23 already just in the main office and needing more people there. And it was just clear that a, a complete structural change, while scary, was the way to go. So we then started looking at, okay, well, we still need some kind of warehouse attached. So we looked at various places, and we could only get places with parking for 20 vans. Well, when you sat at... How many vans you got right now? Uh, oh, overall vehicles needing to go in, I've, uh, we've got north of 64. Okay, very So nice. it would have been, because obviously all of our bookings managers have the little Fiats that buzz around yeah, town, yeah, yeah. our own cars as well. And there was just nothing whatsoever. And Dan and I had been looking really actively for eight months, mainly, mainly kind of um, one of my jobs. And um, so I'd really been every week out on the road to try and find something. And I probably looked at 50 or 60, I reckon. Maybe, That's a lot. Maybe more. Well, I looked at 40 for the last place eight, eight nine years ago. And um, uh, we then I then found the place online at nine o'clock, sent it to Dan and said, we really need to see this now. So by 11 o'clock, we were in the place. By two o'clock, we'd agreed it. And at that point, it was just all go. Wow. But there was a curveball oh, in there, oh, 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 which oh. was um, we needed to move within two weeks, in effect. Whoa, that's Because a, that's of the way brutal. that the landlord checks went. So we paid, basically, if, you, if you're in a commercial premises, I think it's the same for, for domestic, we, you need to pay a penalty. Oh, really? So okay. three month yeah. penalty, it's a big oh. old penalty. Yeah. So part of our agreement with the new place was, and we need three months rent free if we're gonna sign up for five years, which we've done. Yeah. So that equates in effect to, okay. to be allowing us to do it without there being a massive cash issue, yeah. which the landlord agreed to. But the new place is about as different as it could possibly get. It's a two story independent building, double the size of the old place, with an enormous car park out the front that will take, actually it won't take the full 65, but it'll take about 40 to 45, and there's plenty of additional space outside um, for us to be able to park. In Dubai Investment Parks, but it's the backside, so we have Ooh. the best supplier in DIP, um, who is about 45 seconds away. Wow. We've got a petrol station that is um, there to, uh, which again is within a minute and a half, oh, that's amazing. which is great if needed. And then thirdly, the real key is with a right at the very back of DIP, almost opposite the, well, we are directly opposite the expo site. Okay, which so means easy to get on the road. Exactly, so we're right on. It takes it takes two minutes to get on the 311. It would take about six to get onto um, uh, E11, Shakeside Road. Um, so the location could not be better. Um, and for Dan, extremely important, we've got Ramla Supermarket with absolutely incredible food um, that is a minute and a half as well. Um, so it is, it, it's like it's been, it's been really great from that perspective. But then I had my mate Rick, you know, Rick from MacPack I talk yeah, yeah. about a lot. So the phone call went to Rick and said, dude, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but you're moving us. And it literally went that way. It's like, no problem, but this is the date you've got. I'm like, 
really? So we then went down to a week and a half. Then the phone call, the message came to you, I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to be podcasting for a while. And we just went into absolute overdrive. So the whole process needed to be mapped out like really clearly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I saw pictures of tile work being done, ceiling work being done, the air conditioning being checked out. I mean, I, I'm thinking yeah. your whole water filtration system that you've got for pure water, that well, one had to be moved. Here's an interesting one. So let, let's talk our way through all of those elements. So first of all, for the AC. So the AC, it turns out we were really lucky. There wasn't a major failure, even oh, though good. the place had been empty for over a year. Um, but it, it had been previously it'd been maintained pretty well. Okay. So we redid all the thermostats so we had something that's really accurate and um, uh, will also turn off when required, which is great. Yeah. We... Um, and we did exactly what we say to everybody to do. <laughs> so first of all, mechanical service. Do an AC yeah, yeah. service first. It's the cheapest thing, and yeah. it lets you know what's required. Then the reality is that AC is going to be murdered straight off the yeah. bat. So therefore, let's not mess about. We coil cleaned everything. We duct cleaned everything. That way, I've got a straight base, and I know when everything's right. being done. And even if it didn't desperately need it, I wanted just a straight line yeah. in the sand to say, yeah. this is when everything's done, and let's move on through it. So to give you an idea, for our place, that would have taken us in total about 15 man days, so 15 wow, team okay. days to get that done. Obviously, we threw a lot at it and very quickly. The water side of things was uh, the pump had been destroyed ages ago, so we needed a complete new pump system. Tank was fine, all on the roof, so um, but that was all sorted pretty quickly. Um, then for pure water, we actually made the decision, which was we are not going to continue with the window cleaning. Oh, okay. So we've been toying with it for a while. Yeah, I know you were talking about that. We've been using it as a promo mainly for, yeah. for quite a while, and, and it's a simple reason, which is everything else we do is technical and yeah. requires somebody of the uh, level of experience and qualifications that right. our guys have to do. Right. Well, you then have that cost structure and you throw it into a basic yeah. cleaning job that in effect, as long as they've got the right equipment can be done by most people. Yeah. And you end up at a much lower price point and it, it just wasn't really that profitable. You know, that, and that's a big move because you put a lot of time, you put a lot of effort into it. It was like fun. And it was fun. Yeah. And you, you, you've come to the decision that, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. Well, luckily, we've got loads of people interested in buying the equipment. Oh, okay. So um, it will live on. And um, just because it's fun, I'll probably consult at getting them um, getting them fully up and running. Um, so actually, that meeting with um, those guys happened yesterday. So we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully hear some feedback over the next day or two with the, the most interested party, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that was, that was that side of things. But the biggest problem that we had was with the... Um, suppliers of power and um, oh. telecommunications. Oh, so, so, this, so this was the first one that I was thinking about when yeah. I was watching some of the, you know, you're, look, you're, you're moving from one venue, potentially, and you've got an entire call center, and yes. you're moving to another venue with potentially, and I didn't, I didn't ask, I haven't talked to you, mm. a different telecoms provider. Like, I don't know if you've moved from uh, No, London. we haven't actually. Whew. So yeah, that's well, good. No, it, well, but yeah. you've still got to move an entire system from one place to another. Okay. In terms of scale, let's give, put a rough idea on it. Okay. When I moved my five-bedroom house, yeah. it was two van loads that we um, that we needed to be able to get us from point A to point B. This one was originally expected to be 14 and ended up at 17 to be able to do the move. This is after we've stripped the warehouse of pretty much anything that should have been got rid of yeah. uh, at the time. So that was the just the pure logistics of it. And again, MacPack uh, smashed it out of the park. Utterly brilliant. It was just incredible, without a doubt. Now, we then realized that to be able to do this effectively, we need two things to work very well. We needed the IT, the physical yeah, IT yeah. move needed to be uh, done. And our IT provider, uh, Unified, are, are just incredible. And they did the most brilliant job okay. we could possibly ask. No issues whatsoever. And we did it overnight. Wow. So this is good because you guys alive. are up 24-7. Yeah, so, exactly. And we, I was wondering about that. I was scratching my head going, man, this has got to be... 
Interestingly enough, it's not the first one that I've done. Okay. So I've done others before, which was really useful. So uh, how do you stay live through something like yeah, this? Yeah. So basically that process just needs to be really well mapped out, mm. okay? Now, we also knew that we needed um, both internet and power and water uh, to all be up and running effectively. So we allowed loads of time, we did everything right, and both of them failed us. No. Yeah, I'll be a little bit careful about what I say. Yes, um, please. But please. The, um, the the majority of the issues were down to um, a booking that was proven, yet was not honoured oh, uh, in the first instance. No. Uh, the we had a problem with the landlord who previously the what we had the building we've got is the headquarters originally of the company that also had five warehouses. Okay. Now in the year that had gone by, they hadn't split the warehouses from the uh, the headquarters, oh. so we had one. Um, electricity line for everything that we only found out about a week later we've been paying for the five individual companies uh, electricity and the landlords never knew they'd never paid DWA in the year and a half that they'd been there no idea how that worked out so well, as soon as we found out we literally told everybody right we're gonna we need to pull this right now and we did and then put a big padlock on it so that nobody could get back it was, we had to do it. We warned them again, 24 yeah. hours, sort out your dealer, we've got to do this, you're costing me a fortune. And that was the reason why dealer required 25,000 dirhams as a deposit, Whoa. because it'd been running all of this for so long. You're like, this is ridiculous. They're like, if you want to argue it, feel free. Four weeks, you'll give, we'll give you a response for an initial, uh, initial <laughs> indication. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, yeah, yeah, Okay, go. so then um, the, uh, for the uh, uh, telecommunications, they, uh, again, the, there was an appointment uh, that never happened on that. And so it, it was going to be, our phone lines were going to be completely down. So then I had a chat with, when I'm in real trouble, when I'm yeah. in real, real trouble. So I guess six years ago was the last time when we had a meltdown. We, we got, our server got hacked and we had a complete meltdown. And yeah, the server got hacked. Well, this was when we were changing. We were oh, in the okay. middle of changing providers and the previous provider was, went yeah. from being, actually the company got sold. And okay. then when the company went, got sold, they went from being great to being absolutely appalling. So we were literally right at that process of moving over to Unified at that stage. And um, we got hacked beyond belief, really, really badly. Unified came in with a server over their arm and said, look, I'm gonna get you up really quickly, we'll work out the rest later, forget about money, we'll just deal with it. And they were true to their word, they were absolutely nice. incredible. Nice. So this time round, um, it was, uh, Basically, they came to the same scenario. Quick phone call to the boss of Unified. Okay, this is the problem that we've got. I don't know how much you, you know about this so far. So yeah, I've heard the outline, but I didn't hear that. Oh, well, in which case, what we're gonna do is you've got three or four more days at your old place. I'm gonna leave the, the base station at your old place and basically bounce your telephone line from there to the new place to cover you until okay. a Tesla actually sort themselves out and get that all sorted, which is exactly what they did. Wow. Some amazing so there was wizardry really no to get there. it done. Well, we had a day where they had to do all of that coding because um, it was very last minute that the second um, appointment was not maintained. Oh no. Yeah. No. So, um, so blood pressure's going up, sweat's going down the, the brow and you're talking. Went right the way through the night to, to, to just get us, um, keep us live. It was, it was horrific. Uh, we ended up on a couple of mobile phones or six mobile phones for about eight hours. Um, still available, still live. Nice, nice. It's scary. Reduce service and keep and, those things charged. Yeah, and then at that point, nobody really would have seen the difference. We were straight on, the, uh, straight, straight on the number, and then uh, about two days later, finally the official service that we'd ordered for a week before arrived. So yeah, thanks to, and, and this is the thing with using good suppliers. Everybody focuses on lowest cost here. Yeah. It's a real right. Dubai issue. And instead, what they need to focus on is best quality. Yeah. What is it that's actually, in this situation, you need to be building um, knowledge and some kind of fallback into your system because if we hadn't then we would have been utterly stuffed in this situation yeah. so interestingly enough I'm having lunch with um, the boss of Unified today uh, and it's going to be just a big thank you from uh, from me and I want to make sure that all of his invoices have been dealt with quickly yeah. and um, and more than anything a shake hands with him well it's going to be a fist bump isn't it yeah um, but to, still, to just say you know what yes when I needed you you were there 100% and um, you know and I 
refer a lot of people to them because they're that good. MacPack and Unified. Yeah, MacPack Unified got us through, um, which is great. So now we're pretty much stable. Silly things keep happening. Uh, we've had, they found out also that the water uh, line from us was actually being paid for by one of, the, <laughs> one of the warehouses. So they cut us off. Fair enough. I'll take that on the chin after what we've done. But again, the, the landlord turned up last Tuesday. <laughs> Which was not the best time because <laughs> my guys had just had no water and to run to the supermarket to go to the toilet. Um, so he turned up at the wrong, and he got both barrels, absolutely both barrels. Um, and uh, I explained to him what professional meant. And uh, interestingly, if we've had no problems since then. Yeah. So uh, yes, fingers crossed. I also explained to his plumber how to do this job without causing us oh, to no. be uh, out oh, of no. water. Well, I couldn't believe it. Literally one whiteboard and not even having seen it. And it was like a light bulb moment for him. Oh, you mean I don't switch it off first? No, you only do that when you're putting the final connections in. <laughs> Knocked it down from th to a three hour gap from his plan five day. It was just, really? You don't know, believe it. So anyway, I was a little bit condescending at that moment, if you don't mind me saying. It was not my brightest hour um, in terms of general relations but yeah it, but that's the stress of it and that's really yeah. what it's about but it was nice also to know that I still could do it because I haven't yeah. really had to do anything too stressed in a while and um, interestingly enough um, both uh, you know the rest of the management team had other things on so it was very much uh, on this occasion um, it was a bit of uh, one of those that was a uh, Spread out, man. We're going to need it. So. Were, were you, when, when, I mean, look, you've moved before. You're, you're a very electronic-enabled operation. Mm, were, yes, we are. Were, were you reminded and in, in, in any way surprised at how reliant you are on technology as an organization? Um, interestingly not, because okay. uh, we've always got that backup of how we used yeah. to do it, which is when Dan and I were doing <laughs> it. So if all, all of that fails, we will just educate the boys very quickly on the old school. The old school. <laughs> which is whiteboards, <laughs> pen and paper, and a photocopier, and at that yeah. point, we're good. So we can do that. If, if everything went, we can do that. The only thing that we can't get around is phone lines. Yeah. That's the, just the key. Yeah. Uh, everything else we can sort. Um, but yeah, without phone lines, we're, we're done. We're absolutely cooked. So, um, but it was, it was just, it was a, a really required process. But then all the silly things that we talk about, um, that uh, things like as soon as we put on the AC, tiles started to pop. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking small amounts. So far, we've done about 50 square meters um, that we retail. I found an amazing match. The tiles yeah. were appalling. The, the original tiles that were there were concave. The physical tile was <laughs> concave. So, uh, what? Who puts concave tiles yeah. in? <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone who's, who's listening who doesn't remember their, their grade nine physics class, that means they, they have a hole. Yes. They, 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 go, they go in. The physical 50 by 50, when you look at a tile, there's a hole in the middle of it. So if you, if you had one of those tables at a restaurant that, that yeah. always rocks, they would all, everything would be rocking in yes, your place. Absolutely. Oh, so I, uh, in the end, the guys tried to, uh, they did a really good job. The tiles were pulling them up and, um, and then putting them back down, which yeah. is what I told them to do. Um, but in the end, I took one look at it and said, boys, no wall coming up. Everything needs to go from that from that particular area, yeah, yeah. and um, so I'm back in today to see whether or not that all worked out. And um, you know, we need to install kitchens. We've got two like um, small kitchens rather than the yeah, big one that okay. you remember yeah, yeah. on the two floors uh, that are there. Uh, but it's it's just constant, you know. Um, you got a media suite in there now so, too. You got a little room that's going to be good for media stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We've got a training room, conference okay. room that's, um, that's nice. available for that, which is good. Um, but everybody's got space. And the crazy thing was, as soon as you went to this. You know, enormous yeah, building yeah. comparison to where we were. And if you imagine everybody has been breathing in for as long as they could, and, and walking, down, and walking just... down this little alley between all these these factory fabrication shops where your old place was, yeah. the fuel was very. I mean, look, it was a great place. Don't get me wrong. No, you're right. But it's very it, industrial. Wasn't it, it was a very interesting feel. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally that. changed now. They, well, it has. But then also we've got um, we've got Arab Tech um, Precast next door, okay. which is closed down. Oh, it's yeah. enormous. Like, you know, Arab Tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Recently. Enormous site that's there. And we thought, you know what, if that was up and running, and with precast, if you imagine, you've got to rumble all of the yeah, concrete to get all yeah. the air out. 
then the noise would be quite something. We've got an aluminium shop next door that's great. It's done a load of work for us already, yeah. um, but they're a little bit noisy. So you still get that industrial feel, but it's so nice having your own building, <laughs> your own car park, and it's yeah. your own space in effect yeah. um, to have control over. And uh, it's, it's so far, it's going really well. Um, we're signed up for a long time. So it, it makes sense to invest in the place, get it absolutely bang on. We've got a massive breakout room now with a pool table <laughs> and you know, a bar. It's, what, it's not in the hallway? The pool stuff. table's not just no, in the hallway? No, no. They've got a separate breakout room now, which is wonderful. You know, they get some, we've got TVs that, just for people to relax. It's yeah. always been the problem in the old place, yeah. which is a breakout area for them to properly enjoy. And just talk to each other. Yeah. Just share a little bit. And, and it's so important. You know, my dad in the early days, Dan and I were working from 8 in the morning until 10 at night and constantly, just literally, either a customer visit or constantly at the desk. And Dad just look, you've got to. When he came over, he was like, all right, observations, what do you think? He's like, look, you're working so hard, you're going to burn out. You must take time away from your desk. Yeah. Work out how you do it between the two of you and just get out. You need it this mentally. Yeah, yeah. And we see it now with the other guys. And, oh, no, no, I'm fine with this. Move out. Don't stay at your desk. Get a different environment. Chill out downstairs. Watch a bit of TV. Yeah. Play a game of pool. Um, you know, it's, it's so critical um, yeah. that they do that. Man, and so everyone's happy. You've got oh, a huge step forward. But the, the odd thing is, again, because everybody's now um, has breathed out, we've uh, we've almost filled the building already. <laughs> so it's, we've got one room that's properly spare, and you know, Dan and I have now got a much bigger office. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. Phil, our general manager, he's got yeah. a bigger office as well. Um, but the operations room, we've got room for probably about another five more before Phil loses his office. Oh, <laughs> no. So. There's all sorts that we, uh, that, but yeah. that we've got that space again to, um, to to move forward. And you did a big, big culling of the warehouse as well. So did you get rid of a lot of the, the stuff, like the excess power cleaners huge, that you had lying huge around? Huge amount. Um, we've got two storerooms still downstairs, uh, which are still pretty big by most people's standards, but there's a lot more work to do there to take, yeah. take a lot more out. You know, uh, the... Um, the team was particularly worried about things that had value and what to do with those, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because I was so flat out doing the physical move and yeah. the logistics of it, I didn't really have the time to sit with them and say yes, no, yes, no. Right. So there's a lot there. Okay. Well, when you're cool. having your car boot sale, I'm still looking for a, uh, you know, a, a working power washer that doesn't necessarily have wheels, and I'm looking for a ladder. So if, you, uh, if right. you're ever doing a car boot sale... No, I can do both of those right now, James. Uh, you send me a message on a Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. pass by, pass I'll, by. Get, I'll get you both of those. Oh, man, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a Karcher 3.99, I think, which is yeah, wheelless, but is, is written right. on. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little tag saying working. So, there we um, go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love these yeah. car boot sales. Great. I'll bring no, it all with me. No <laughs> car boot sale. It's, it's a freebie. <laughs> at least I can do. But yeah, that should yeah. Be, uh, all be feasible as well. You know what? I'm, I think we're going to wrap up here today. We've, uh, we, we, we started. We've had, this has been fun. Yes. This, has been, this has been a Good lot of fun. Good to be back. It's great to be back. And lots of great shows coming up. I, this is this is just the way life should be. Talking about DIY, talking about life and how we navigate things. Colin Thomas here, Essential Maintenance. We will fix it, Dubai. Look them up online. And the best thing is, you know, from around the world, you could call and just have a conversation about stuff you're trying to sort out in your own house. It's that simple. Colin, once again, thank you very much. Love so. And those of you who are listening, we're coming to you from the Rolf Hotel Downtown Dubai's Epic Podcast Studio. Check us out online. You want to get in touch, potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And we're going to do it all again really soon. So long for now. <laughs>